Hey, y'all. This is Kelly. This is Amy. And this is our podcast, In, In Your shoes. shoes. All right. So. How's everybody doing today? I'm Kelly, doing, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little tired, but, you know, that's always. Holiday, how you doing over there? I'm half sleep. Half sleep. <laughs> I need you to wake up. Yes. We need our engineer extraordinaire <laughs> on, on the ball for our newest episode. We have some good questions today. Yes, we do. Is that so? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We do. I'm going to just jump right in because that's just what I'm going to do. So the first question <laughs> is, and you don't even know what this is yet because we haven't discussed it. I never know the questions before they're asked. Yeah. Most of the time <laughs> I get the questions and Kelly just gets put on the spot, but I like it. I mean... <laughs> I like to get a real response, like a non um, rehearsed response. This one's not really that scandalous, but it's interesting. And I think you, you and holiday might appreciate it because, (laughs) you know, I think it could apply to you guys somewhat. Um, Anyway, it says I have multiple chronic health conditions and therefore I have a very specific diet that I eat. Um, And the diet is no grains, no dairy, no eggs, no sugar. And the list is continuing from there. So like kind of like almost like a vegan diet and no, no grains. So that's difficult. Um, And it says when I go to friends, parties, friends, homes for dinner or parties, would it be rude for me to bring along something for myself that I can eat that won't make me sick? Um, Generally, I eat before I go and claim not to be hungry, but I feel that would be kind of rude to do at a, at a, like a dinner party. What do you suggest that I do? And I prefer that my health not be a topic of conversation. And the reason I said this could apply to y'all is y'all are picky as shit. Both of you. Well, Holiday and I are on two totally different diets. So, and as you know... Me and Joe are also on two totally different diets, which is I eat whatever I want. And Joe is totally vegan, which is like kind of an insane way to live in the same house. It is. And but, you know, Holiday's not totally vegan, but he I'm just not eating the shit that he eats like and then I can't keep up with what he Like, and I can't keep up with whatever he's eating or whatever he's not eating. So I gave up a long time ago. I was like, look, I'll take care of me and the kids as far as the food is concerned. You buy your own shit. Like, because before I was trying to, um, like I would cook a meal and then maybe cook two different types of meats. Cause I know he doesn't eat beef or, or pork, you know? And, um, so like if I was. Doesn't eat beef until it's time to go to Hall's or Ruth Chris. Well, that is. So there's two exceptions, Ruth's Chris and Hebrew National Hot Dogs. So he only eats the expensive ass beef <laughs> right. or Hebrew National Hot Dogs. Right, which is expensive ass hot dogs. But yes. Dude. And then he doesn't always get a steak when we go to Ruth's Chris either. Like he's gotten lamb chops before. and But for the most part, he does get a steak. Holiday, you been to Halls? Yes. Yes. You like their steak? Did you yes. even, Did you get steak? Yes. Oh, okay. Thought that was all roof Chris replacement that year. But I, I honestly, 
I liked Ruth's Chris better. Did you? The okay. I've never... The experience at Halls was better. Okay. But the steak and the food at Ruth's Chris, I think, is better. Okay. Well, we're off on a tangent. So, but we're anyway, off on a full yeah, we're... steak tangent. But we're still talking so... about dieting. So. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> no. To answer the question, I do. I do not think it would be rude if you brought what you can eat. Um, especially when it is concerns your health because um and, and 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 I know doing that will kind of put you on the topic of the conversation for a moment, but I feel like if you when you arrive and it may be letting the host or whoever know like, hey, um, I'm on this specific diet, do you mind can you by any way kind of just like work this meal in or something like that to where it's not necessarily you bringing your food to the table, maybe being able to for it to be passed back to whoever's catering or whoever, and maybe they're serving you your food that you brought in at the same time everybody else is being served. So it's not so blatant like you're the only one, you know, pulling foil off of a plate when you sit down at the table where everybody else is kind of getting served. Right. But um, I, I, I would actually even recommend that you do that and not, not eat at all mm-hmm. um, or make yourself have to come up with excuses on why you're not eating. Right. So, I have to tell you because Joe has been on a plant-based diet for probably four or five years. And it was sparked by a necessary change for health reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, so a lot of people that know him that didn't know him five years ago don't know the condition that he was in or whatever he would eat. They only know him to be like super healthy marathon runner, plant-based food eater. They, they, that's like just what they know of him, but that's mm-hmm. not how he's always been. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a really great change for him and he's, you know, in great health now, but he, a lot of times will, depending on the situation, either eat at home and then go out. Most places in Charleston have a vegan option. And a lot of times the, the chef, actually enjoys just making them a random vegan dish, which Joe, right. Joe loves nothing more than just to say, Hey, I'm vegan. Could you make me something? Mm-hmm. Because he, he's not picky. I mean, it's so funny because people are like, Oh, he's the pickiest eater. He's actually not a picky eater at all. It's the choices that he makes are for his health, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, sometimes he, like if we have a family get together specifically, cause it's like a more comfortable situation he will bring a plate of his own food. Like he'll go like for Thanksgiving, he'll go to earth fair, which unfortunately is closing, but, and they have like a celebration loaf, which is some kind of vegan thing that looks like Turkey and stuffing. (laughs) Um, and he'll, you know, he'll make himself a Thanksgiving plate because it, not for himself really, as much as it makes everybody else feel more comfortable with the fact that he's participating, you know? (laughs) Airfare's closing here? Yes. All of them. Why? They're in a financial bind. Because it's too damn high. Should we buy them? No, you can't, boo. It's like they're done. Yeah. You can go to the store, though, and get the, buy the food out and the um, fixtures. Okay, I'm sad about that. I'm really sad, but you know what would be I've awesome? I've never even known for you to shop at Earth Fair. I've gone plenty of times. <laughs> Have you ever bought anything? Yes. Oh. So I like Earth Fair, too, but... Uh, Joe loves it. 
like he's he loves it so it's sad but you know in that spot in Somerville it'd be great if they put a Trader Joe's in there or a uh, Whole, Fo- Whole oh, Foods supposed to be getting a Whole Foods at next ten or no I heard but until I see a sign go up I don't believe I know like I don't believe it until I see it for ten years yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I think to answer the question, you have to do what's right for you. Mm -hmm. And I think bringing your food specifically to a dinner party probably makes more sense than just eating beforehand and not eating at all. But I don't think you can expect that people are not going to talk about the way you eat, because if the way you eat is different than everybody else, just understand that that is going to be something they want to talk about. Joe has like a 30 second elevator pitch that he says basically when someone wants to talk to him about his quote unquote veganism, which he doesn't Mm -hmm. even call it that anymore because that's the word veganism is very polarizing to people. (laughs) Um, So that's why he basically says he eats a plant based diet, although Mm -hmm. he does not eat meat, dairy, eggs or any animal byproduct other than honey. Um So really he's vegan, Mm -hmm. but you just have to be prepared for that. And the shortest answer is I eat this way for my health and period. And that's the end of it. Right. To me. I used to have something similar. Um, It's a guy that grew up down South and in the country where everybody eats pig. Pig is the meat of choice. Right. When I stopped eating pig, then there was a big problem with everybody in my family. Like, oh, you bougie now. But it was because of health reasons. Like, I stopped eating pork because everybody in my family was getting high blood pressure and all that stuff. Right. So, um, beef, when I ate beef too late, it started making, like, I would get, what you call it when you're real slow? Lethargic. <laughs> yeah, I get very legit. Was that word that Amy just Lethargic. said? Yeah, that would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I will Did you have bad. beef at lunch Right, today? I was just about to say that. <laughs> I brought tacos in. Did you yeah. have one? No. <laughs> but yeah, that's that, that's also the reason why I stopped eating beef and pork. And um, like I would eat beef now, sometimes very lightly, like Kelly said, but I still don't touch pork at all. Yeah. Well, and listen, that's your personal choice. I, I feel like uh, people who judge other people because they have specific dietary restrictions that they either placed on themselves or someone put them on those dietary restrictions. That's like nobody's business. Honestly, it's just that we as like a nation place so much importance on food and socializing. And I mean, I do it myself because Mm -hmm. a lot of what I do with my customers is based around going out, having a good time, you know, having a meal together. Those Thanksgiving pies. Yes, Mm. exactly. We just had a Thanksgiving pie party at Thanksgiving at Taco Boy with Mm -hmm. tacos and and Thanksgiving (laughs) pies. I mean, and was it amazing? Yes. So amazing. But the reason that it was amazing really for me was truly because the margaritas. Yes, the alcohol. (laughs) No, it was because my clients are so amazing and everybody that came out. I mean, we just had such a great time. And so if you had removed the pie and the tacos and the margaritas, it would have kind of been like, oh, what the hell is going on? But we all still would have had a great time because we would have all been together. I agree. All right. But, you know, just um, real quick on that, because I am a very picky eater and it's not I am very picky, although I eat whatever I want. Right. And I don't have 
and I do not have the healthiest diet, but um, it can be very awkward for me sometimes um, when I'm going out. Like, uh, for example, my uh, the company that I work for does a birthday dinner every year and they do it at um, this fancy restaurant out in Mount Pleasant, you know, and I'm always nervous because a lot of that shit I don't want to eat. I don't like sauces, especially mystery sauces. I'm not going to just taste something after they done doused you know, the food right. with it, you know, but it's like, I don't want to be rude either, but it's one of those things I've found myself in so many different situations to where yeah. they have a planned meal yeah, and then it gets there and it's like, I'm not going to eat this because like, number yeah. one, I like my food cooked yes. and then I don't like a sauce, you know, all right. over everything. And it's like fancy foods kind of intimidate me. It's like, what is this? Yes. What is that? Because I'm not eating anything unless I know exactly what it is on site. If I have yeah. to question what that is, uh, my my guards are already up. Like, I'm not going to eat it. Yeah. Well, I'm not I even going to try it. I agree with, like, I'm on that level too. When we went to Paris last year, which was so amazing, like every menu in Paris has like kind of the same things on it. Well, I don't want to say every menu, but when you go to like a cafe, it's like the 10 big, the, it's like the big 10 in Paris, you know? And it's like an omelet, um, deviled eggs, mm-hmm. um, you know, steak and fries, which they will not cook their steak past like medium. Medium to the, I said I wanted my steak medium and they were fully friggin' offended <laughs> because they want that shit raw practically. Right. Uh, you know, snails, escargot. I just don't eat any I'm of not, that. I'm not I, doing it. I'm yeah, and I also don't want an egg on top of everything that I eat, like that you crack open and the yolk runs all Mm-mm. over everything, which is like everybody's doing I'm out. an egg on top of everything now. So I I'm don't even like picky. cooked eggs that much. Like, well, I'm I like kinda, a boiled egg, but I'm kind of picky in that way too because mm. I just there's certain things that I'm like I don't want that. So yeah. I do hear what you're saying, and yes, I can imagine that would be stressful, especially, especially when you're doing with it cheese. with the work thing cheese girl I'm so picky with my cheese so picky i don't want any feta i don't want goat cheese Love i don't it. want any i'll take your blue feta. cheese none of just i like to go I out like... to eat with you because you don't ever want the sour cream and guacamole nope. so i just say give, bring it we put <laughs> we put that shit on my plate <laughs> I, I, I like any it. of that i like it i just started eating melted cheese as an adult you missed out for a long time. But I don't do all melted cheese. I like nacho cheese. All right. Well, Holiday so. says we got to wrap it up. So we're going to end yeah. on nacho cheese. So <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You tired of not knowing how to think? You tired of your political party taking you for granted? You tired of being confused by phrases like one of the greatest memories of all time? Well, there's a man out there that's going to save you. A man that Black People Magazine voted most. A man that the 45th President of the United States once described as him again. A man that Tosi Gabbard saw and once tried to take him home to her guru. Come to Discussions with Tez, and he'll show you the way at www.distractionnetwork.com forward slash discussions. Hey guys, we're back. That was like hey. a 45 minute break in <laughs> yeah, real <it> was. time. <laughs> um, but so, it was necessary. So yes. before y'all get started, I do have one question. Uh-oh. Um, 
I have a family member. I'm not gonna say who he is, sister. Um, <laughs> but I, I was talking to her about our family reunion that's coming up, and <laughs> and she told me that she was going to go to the family reunion only because she wanted to promote her multi-level marketing event to them. Hmm. That's oh. interesting. I get so many people like in my inbox because uh, that want me to join their team on whatever it might be, whether it's, it's mostly Rodan and Fields right now, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they know that I'm in sales. And so right. they think like, oh, this bitch would be good for <laughs> our downline. Right. But the thing is, is literally I will never join an MLM because I've done it. And it wasn't successful. As a matter of fact, it cost us about $20,000. Joe cringes every time he hears about it because it was different than just your, you know, like Kelly. It was front loaded. Kelly sells Cincy. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Basically, you bought, it was Arbon, mm-hmm. And instead of like me going out and selling like the Arbon products because they're so great, it right. was you sell, you buy like maybe four of their anti-aging kits and each anti-aging kit was like 200 bucks. So you spend 800 bucks up front, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. And then you basically try to get other people to join and buy four anti-aging kits. And you use the anti-aging kits as the tools to like get recruits. So you lend it out and you say, Hey, use this anti-aging kit for two weeks and let me know what you think. And the hope is that the products are so great that it sells itself and whatever. So it's kind of more like along the pyramid scheme line than Mm -hmm. just actually selling products that you believe in. And the problem was I was doing that in like the 2008 that can't be right because I got into real estate 2008. I did it before I got into real estate, but right as the economy was taking a shit. Right. So it was like to get people to spend $800 on something that was like could bring you money or could not bring you money was mm-hmm. virtually impossible. Right. So my thing is like I'm not anti-MLM from the perspective of like the products because there's certain products that I love. And as a matter of fact, if you're a friend of mine, and Kelly, you can attest to this. And I have other friends that have done, gotten involved in companies like that. I'll support that shit all day long. Right. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I kind of like the products, you mm. know. <laughs> but I'm not ever going to be, like, selling them. And what you're talking about is part of the reason why. Because you've got people that come out of the woodwork you haven't talked to in 20 years. And all of a sudden they want to be your best friend because they right. want you to buy something, buy something them. or more importantly, join their team because, oh, this girl's in sales and she's probably a good asset. I don't like that shit. I don't like right. it either. And um, I am in direct sales. I sell Scentsy. Mm-hmm. And when I began selling Scentsy, um, I was taught all wrong. But fortunately, I am lucky enough to be on a team that is restructuring their entire downline because they had figured out that what went wrong with the network marketing um, model, because it's not necessarily about the products and it's not about recruiting people just to get them on their team on your team. But it really is about it's supposed to be about building leaders and um the product is it, the compensation plan. Yes, that the product is the compensation plan that's built into it. But it's technically if you get if you want somebody on your team, your job is to build that person up. And 
not necessarily just trying to get as many people on your team as possible because it's not in how many people you have on your team. It's how many leaders you have been able to create on your team. So um, I've only been selling since since like the end of September, beginning of October. I can't remember of 2019. So I'm fairly new with that. New blood. Yeah. But um, I actually love the product that I'm selling. I started selling it to basically get a discount on all the shit that I was buying from it. Mm-hmm. I had no intentions <laughs> of actually turning this into a real business. But because my the launch of my um, business went so well and just not really having to put that much effort into it, I have kind of created somewhat of a customer base, a pretty good customer base that I'm satisfied with. But um, a couple months into it, um, our superstar director basically sent us all um, a um, message on Facebook and was like, hey, we're doing this all wrong. We and they between the two of them, they have 20 years of Cincy experience together and they figured out that they've been running their business wrong because they've all basically hit this wall to where they're not building anymore. They couldn't figure out why. And well, they ended up educating themselves and figured out exactly what was wrong and that they were taught wrong and the entire network marketing model has been off because people promoted almost like, come on, join my team, join my team, join my team, get you on the team and kind of just leave you. Right. And that's the reason why most people will get to a certain point in that, um, um, in their, um, business and then stop growing. Right. And lose so many people as well in the process. And that's not what it's supposed to be for. Mm -hmm. So if you, are thinking about a network marketing um, business, a direct sales business, you definitely want to do something in a product that you love and that, and it's something that you want to do. And then also know that it's not necessarily about the product. It is actually about like, if somebody is coming to you just being like, Hey, join my team and you've never even bought anything from them run because you're not going to build a successful business. But if it's, if you want a successful business, out of network marketing, you have to find the right leader. And that's going to be pretty hard just because 90% of them out there, probably 95% of them out there do not care about you. All they care about is getting you to sign on to get that initial bonus. And then, yeah. So, well, it's interesting because, um, you know, I sell real estate. So there are companies out there more than one, several, that basically if you as a real estate agent recruit another real estate agent into that company, then you would make a portion of their commissions every time they close. So like you could probably make a decent living off of other agents backs if you took the time to, to do that. But I will say, I think most people are turned off by it just because it's like, okay, are you, encouraging me to look at this business model because you actually believe that this is a good business model or are you encouraging me mm-hmm. to do this because you want to take uh, a you want the numbers you know mm-hmm. profit off of me you know and it, it becomes a situation where you can't really fully trust the intention of the person trying you know that you're talking to um and i think a lot of people feel that just exactly like I was saying with people that you haven't spoken to in 
10 years or 20 years and all of a sudden they're in your inbox wanting to sell Mm -hmm. you some shit. The thing that kills me is when people are on Facebook specifically talking about how great their product is or their Mm -hmm. company is or whatever. And meanwhile, you have like direct knowledge that like they're not, they're not doing well. They're not actually successful doing this because to be honest, it's a great like side hustle type thing, but for most people, it's not going to work as like a full-time job. Now you definitely have the select few in every company that kill it. You know, I mean, I know when I did Arbonne, my director made $20,000 a month in the worst economy we've ever had. And that's because more than likely they were a three percenter because of a personality. Like, so there's three different categories when you're talking about the network marketing uh, model and the people that are in it, you have the three percenters, which are the people that pretty much can just organically go out and sell like they, because their personality is great. They're great with people. And you know, for the most part, they can talk anybody into anything. Yeah. So, Um, And those are usually the top income earners, but they're also the ones that hit the wall. And three to five years later, they have hit that wall. They can't, they have basically maxed out their entire warm market. And now they're moving on to a different product. Right. You know, where um, then you have your 70 percenters. And basically the 70 percenters are people that they go into it headstrong, like, all into it, you know, in the beginning. And that was me. Like, this isn't my first network marketing business. The first one I really like, I went into it thinking like, yeah, this is going to be great. And then it was like, this is horrible. And then I quit. Like I put really not that much effort into it, but that also that line of business was not for me. Okay. So, and, but I didn't know it because I went into it because somebody was asking me to join and I was like, oh, this sounds great. You know what I mean? But I had no knowledge whatsoever what I was getting myself into. And then the, then it comes to your 27 percenters and your 27 percenters are people like me to where it's like, where you can take like the average person and you got to, oops, you have to give them instructions. You have to have step-by-step instructions on what to do. And that's where the um, MLM business structure has failed. It's gotten lost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, you're supposed to treat it like every other business. You know, like if you go to Starbucks, right. whether you're in South Carolina or if you're in Illinois, you walk into Starbucks, you're going to get the same greeting. The setup is exactly the same. And anybody can go in there and run that business. Why? Because there is steps systems. there's systems yeah, exactly right. mm-hmm. and that's what has gotten lost so and there's actually a system to network marketing but nobody's doing it anymore because that's not how they want most people that come into the business are coming into it wanting money now fast right. money and everything where there's a process just like it is with any and every other business that you go through but that gets lost and that's not that's also what is not communicated to you when you start the business. Right. You know, and unless you're that three percenter, more than likely you're not going to take off in your first, you know, 90 days of um, investing into the network marketing business. But um, I am finding out being on the team that I'm on 
that um, they actually have us going through a year-long network marketing university to basically get those core values back into it so we can Mm. successfully build the team that we want. And we may not have 200 people on our downline, but really if we just have five people yeah. That follow the directions that, you know, do everything quality. systematically and everything. Quantity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then we would all because what I want to do is, yes, I want to earn, you know, six figures, but I'm not going to earn six figures and keep six figures unless I can grow other six figure leaders instead of just getting as many people as I can to sign in under me and taking what I can get from them at the time and then letting them fall off. Like that's not going to be steady. Mm-hmm. There's a way to get the steady income, but just. Again, like every other business, there's a system to it and that has gotten lost in it. Yeah. And more than likely, if you're going into the network marketing um, business structure, you're not going to get that. I'm I'm just a lucky one to where my superstar director and her director basically figured this out and are sharing it with the team because they ended up getting to a point in their life that they want to figure out why why their business is no longer growing. Right. So it can be a good thing. <laughs> and I really feel like. So, so the do, you, do you think my um, family member who may or may not be my sister, but I'm not going <laughs> to tell, should uh, <laughs> not go to the family reunion? Well, it's disingenuous well, is the problem. Right. Go to the family right reunion. That. Yeah, go to the family reunion, but be with your family. If it just yes. so happens to come up, then that's when you talk about and your business, way, but don't make it yeah, when the, you're talking the about topic. Relationships and building leaders and whatever, what she should be focused on is the relationship. Right. right. Not... Let me go up in here and I mean, yeah, maybe in the back of your mind. And look, when I'm out, because I'm in sales, the things that I, I do just naturally, it's always in the back of my mind that like my relationship building is going to help me in my, in my business, but it's not the, the priority or the focus. Right. So it's not me sitting down with you guys and going, Hey, I really need your help in, in building my real estate business. But I do always want you guys to remember that I'm a realtor because Mm -hmm. if, if you're not remembering that, then I'm not, then I'm not doing the right thing. So I think that she can, she can leverage her time with the family into possible business, but she should be focusing on the family, the the relationships. Exactly. So, I mean, it's tough. I think specifically with direct sales, but any sales, any sales, people are, the word salesperson is a negative Mm -hmm. word. And I think people are automatically, they have their guard up. But I think it's difficult specifically with, with real estate and also with direct marketing because people feel like your intentions are not true. And I feel like if people get more of a, um, you know, a feeling that you're just a genuine person. This is what you do. You're not hitting them up constantly for business purposes. I feel like you'll go a lot further. Yeah. Cause it can't be the only thing you're talking about when you are talking to people. And, and, um, I don't like, I, I even have a hard time posting on Facebook about the business, but because it's, it's probably once or twice a week tops. Yeah. One. 
And that to me is like the perfect amount because it reminds me like, okay, hey, my fr- because I love the Scentsy stuff and I've used it as client gifts um, when I close a house. So, you know, you always have a customer. and But I use it in my own house too because I just I love it. I use it all in the studio. Yeah. I mean, I like it. but I love it. You know, <laughs> I so I do like when you post because it's not every day. You're also posting other things in between. You know, I just feel like there's definitely a balance if all your posts are about your product, people are going to start tuning your ass out. Right. And that's what I don't want to happen. And and it gets on my nerves when all I'm seeing is whatever product that you're selling. And I have unfollowed right. people for that reason. So it's like I keep yeah. that in the back of my mind when I'm doing my posts. Now, I may go on the air and post multiple posts in one day, but that's all you're going to get from me for a few days. You know, right. maybe once a week. Um Cause I don't want it to be all about that. And then even coming, if I just don't talk about it all the time, you know, right? like that's not, I don't want people to see me coming and then feel like they got to dodge me because all I'm going to say is, Hey, yeah. you want to buy some Scentsy, you exactly. know, or join my, join my team. So Kelly talked about Scentsy more when she was a customer. I did. And as a person <laughs> who used to go open up every closet door and every drawer and see sense of stuff laying everywhere. I'm so most much of the products that, that I have now. Yeah, most of the products I have are products that I bought before I started selling it. Yeah. Well, my warmers and everything. And then I was thinking that, oh my gosh, I'm going to buy so much more because I'm selling it, but I'm not buying as much. I still do. Plus I ended up getting hooked on their cleaning supplies so but anyway that's a different subject <laughs> yeah. when so you I think open the... up a closet door that used to have board games in it and now it's like 15 different sensory product dolls and I then use all of it I was like man are you selling this stuff and she's goes no I'm not selling I'm like why not because that's funny yeah. he popped my trunk one time <laughs> and since he was selling these cedar boxes and I got two of them okay right and I actually lucked up and got them for free. Okay. Oh, but nice. um, or maybe I paid for one. I know one of them was free. But anyway, like I lucked up on them. And, but the boxes are pretty good sized boxes. And then they were inside the packaging box. So I got two of these in the back and he pops in my trunk. And the next thing you know, I'm like, I'm getting this text like, hey, are, did we buy stock in Scentsy? <laughs> like... <laughs> But well, yeah. I think when you believe in what you're selling, number one, that helps. And also when you believe that the the thing that you're doing, whether it's a product that you're selling or, you know, um, helping someone get involved, I think if you believe in their abilities mm-hmm. and you believe in the product you're selling and you can come across as genuine, I think you're going to go way further than most i agree and we're gonna end this you need to um yeah think about the relationships yeah we're gonna end this on this note so if you are in a multi-level marketing business already or if you're thinking about joining it if you have someone that joins under your under your team your sole purpose your sole job your one job is to number one grow that person if you want your business to be successful you focus on that person versus the product in the beginning that that will happen like the sales will come but it the network marketing model is building other leaders it is there to build other people 
the product is just a compensation plan that comes with it. So on that note, we out. You want the quick money or the long money? So let's talk about um, how to find us. I'm focused on that finish line. Developing a strong mind. Years ago, they stopped making my kind. Yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright, cause I'm on the grind. guys thanks for joining us today it was a lot of talk about business today which i think is great Mm -hmm. and we are always looking for questions about business parenting love friendships i mean funky vaginas oh lord god uh you know (laughs) how to eat food (laughs) Ooh, i thought you about to say how to eat funky vaginas I was about to say, where are we going with that? <laughs> How to eat food that's different than other people's yes. food. I mean, anything. Anything. If we have an opinion on damn near everything, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. I, I, yeah. We hadn't talked about politics. Well, we talk about politics every time we go to a break, pretty much. But even if you want to talk to us about politics, we'll give you our opinion on that. But we need your questions. So you need to find us. Talk about it, Kelly. And where you find us? Go to our Facebook page, In Your Shoes, stash the podcast. I can't even get it out. (laughs) Listen. It's In Your Shoes on Facebook, and hopefully soon we will be on iTunes. In the meantime, if you do not want to listen to our show on Facebook, please subscribe to Distraction Network. You can find us under the Distraction Network um, podcast and under you go to distraction network then go to freestyle fridays and then you will find it is in, your the, in your shoes tab now okay well we'll oh, just end up posting best. the damn link yeah but we do want to also say that we're recording at links studios in somerville Link's recording studios in somerville south carolina <laughs> get us together good god <laughs> you know hey we're tired today but find it was us a great find great us somewhere time. google yeah. us in your <laughs> shoes you can't i mean just In Your Shoes, the the podcast. podcast. There you go. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you. All right, bye.